His name is Papa Wemba, and that one was titled Salah Geba, taking us to exactly two minutes after the hour, 4 a.m. A beautiful morning to you and yours. This is 104 to 107 SAFM, and you're currently going through Sound Awake with Shayla standing in for Asanda Better Now. Within the second hour of the show, we go through what we love to call trending topics, and helping us unpack each trend will be Dr. Miki. Um, the topics for this week, or rather the hashtags that have been trending in the past 72 hours is hashtag COVID-19, uh, hashtag PSL, and we have Andrew um, Malengani as well as the Guptas, and lastly, keeping it on. Um, we have Dr. Miki on the line to assist us to pack, unpack each and every single topic. How are you doing, Dr.? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I am fantastic. I am fantastic. Um, with the very first hashtag, COVID-19, um, we know that Patricia DeLille tested positive and she is the highest ranking public officer, or official rather, since the late Jackson Mtembu. Should um, the public be concerned about this? Yeah, they should be concerned because it shows that COVID-19 is quite serious since Many people in South Africa are still assuming that it's, it's a scam. And once political leaders or public figures are affected by, by the, the virus, maybe people will start taking things seriously and know that COVID-19 is quite serious and we have to play our part in making sure that the the spread of the virus in South Africa is minimized. Mm. And how has Twitter responded to Auntie Pat's announcement? Pardon? How has Twitter responded to uh, Patricia's announcement? I think they are kind of sympathizing with her, mostly wishing her speed recovery and indicating that she still has to offer to the uh, to the South African government, and they are wishing her strong, I mean, speedy recovery because somebody of her age is, is she's in a, a, a precarious group in terms of her age, and people are kind of hopeful that she will uh, succeed because the, the virus is quite lethal for people who are in the age group. Mm, most definitely. We can move on to the second trend, which is the PSL. I know that uh, Sundowns has secured their fourth crown. And how is the PSL looking this weekend? How did it end? Okay. I think it, they wrapped up their fourth consecutive title, which is very, very powerful because I think they are the only South African team to to achieve such a feat. And I think many supporters were quite worried that after Bito left the team, mm. would they be able to continue where he left off because there was a con- there were confusion around the appointment of three coaches, uh, Mugwena, Muniti, and Steve Compella. And now they've managed to uh, continue where Bito left off. And the team quite did well because they only lost one match throughout mm. the season and they also produced a player of the season and a midfield of the season and the goalkeeper of the season and this shows that Sundowns remains a very powerful team in South Africa. Oh, that's fantastic. And who's made it to the top eight, um, the MTN top eight rather? In the top eight we have uh, it's Orlando Pirates, Sundowns, Amazulu, Kaiser Chiefs, Blue from Ten Celtic. I don't remember the other three teams, mm. but people were looking 
uh, were quite hopeful that Chiefs will <laughs> will make <laughs> the top eight, and they managed to make it because it was they make the top eight in their last game, and their supporters were celebrating as if they kind of won the league because I think they had a quite a terrible season. Uh, taking into account that Fever had banned them from signing players this season, and hopefully, many people are hoping that things will change in the next season. And they're also calling for the appointment of uh, Afazwane as their permanent manager. Mm, that's that's fantastic. With regards to the PSL, uh, who else uh, received awards from the PSL? Uh, Benny McKessie won the coach of the season, and I think it, it, the award is deserved because he took uh, Amazulu to a 16 unbeaten streak. And for somebody who found the team throughout the, in the middle of the season, that was a quite a fit because he did not play in the season with Amazulu. Mlangeni. Mm. He didn't plan. He didn't. Uh, start with the team from the beginning. So he found Amazul in the middle of the season and he managed to take them to a record uh, position of run-ups. And I think the award is deserved. But other people were saying that maybe Sundowns as the as the champions, maybe their managers should have won the award. But I think given the case, the award was quite justified. And there's a player from Baroka FC who won a player of the season I forgot his name, and he's only 21. I think he has mm. done well for himself because considering that Baroka FC were struggling, he managed to score seven goals this season. And for a 21-year-old in South Africa, that's quite a huge achievement. That is true. That is true. I think let's move on to the next hashtag, Andrew um, Langeni. Now, this is ANC Gauteng's um, stalwart's birthday. And I think... The question at hand would be, why is it important for the ANC to commemorate um, Langeni's birthday? I think he's one of the most important figures in the South African liberation movement, being the last, one of the last Revolutionary realists who mm-hmm. died last year. And I think for the type of values he embodied, he, some, he was somebody who had corruption and he was quite well outspoken about it and I think uh, he remains an important figure and his legacy should be preserved but I don't think uh, his legacy should be preserved in only in symbolic forms through events or this type of things. The mm. ANC should leave his principles by dealing with corruption decisively. Mm. Mm. Um, how did the party honor his memory apart from events? I I I think it, it was just they they went to his cemetery and I I I don't, I, I don't remember the, the the event that it was they 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 made for which they went to to the cemetery but it was just speeches remembering the type of figure that he is and one speech that stood out is a speech by Ronald Lamola where he said Langeni wouldn't be happy of the type of unemployment South Africa is quite having at the moment. And I think he also lamented that uh, we don't seem to have a plan. And I think that's supposed to be a damning indictment on the ANC because since the 2000s, the ANC doesn't have 
a concrete plan in terms of dealing with unemployment in South Africa because since under Mbeki, the unemployment has been in double digits from 20 to 30, and the number doesn't seem to be uh, going down. Even though the economy was growing under Tabombeki, unemployment is still rising because there's no link between unemployment and economic growth in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful point made there. Um, I think let's focus on the the next hashtag, which is the Guptas. Now, the assets have been frozen. Um, what is the conversation on Twitter looking like as it stands? I think that quite of many people are quite hopeful that uh, uh, Dubai officials will comply with Interpol red notice that the Guptas have to be extradited back to South Africa to face the music. Mm. And I think they are quite hopeful that uh, that would happen because Interpol has worked well with Dubai in the past. And if the history is anything to go by, maybe South Africa has some hope in terms of bringing the Guptas back to come and answer for the the allegations against them. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, and with regards to their return, what do you anticipate would be the conversation on Twitter? Should they be able to bring them back to the country? I think it would be interesting how they can come and face this allegation because the the state capture story is missing their angle. Mm. Uh, they, they many people have testified before the Zondo Commission. But we don't know what the Kuptas, what their side of story is. And I think if they are taken to court and were able to hear their arguments, that would kind of complete the Chinese puzzle in terms of the state capture. And hopefully we don't experience delays because they still have a chance to take the investigating doctorate to court, maybe to contest this. Uh, red notice. I think they still have that dimension, but hopefully, maybe things go according to plan, and South Africans will finally know the truth and hear the side of the risk from the Guptas. Mm. Right. With the last hashtag trending, our Nigerian government announced that it would shut down access to internet, um, and the hashtag carrying that is "keep it on." So, what is the conversation on Twitter as it stands? I think uh, the conversation started around uh, Buhari released a tweet that Twitter felt it was inciting violence. Mm. And I kind of agree with Twitter on that one because Buhari was using the language of civil war to Mm. threaten people who are resisting political violence in Nigeria. And now he feels like uh, his speech has been restricted and while he wants to kind of limit issues of freedom of expression in in Nigeria. And I think this move has been long-standing because Nigeria has been exploring ways of uh, neutralizing political dissent in the past 10 years. Mm. And I think now they've said Twitter... Facebook, Instagram, or other social media platforms such as micro micro blogs have to be licensed in which the government would want to have a hand in what goes online or what people post on Facebook. And I think, I don't think they'll get away with this one because mm. once they 
proceed with curtailing freedom of expression this way, they are likely going to face sanctions from the West. Mm. That makes sense. I think you raised a really uh, interesting point with regards to the use of language on social media. Now, with particular focus on Twitter, what would you say is, uh, to what extent was uh, President Buhari allowed to express himself freely on social media, given that he is the president of Nigeria? I think the the tweet itself, uh, it's something, the tweet is threatening, and I can quickly just check what he said. Uh, She said, most of this misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of life that occurred during Nigerian civil war. Those of us in the field for it, for those of us in the field for eight months who went through the war will treat them in the language they understand. Which means he's saying that people who are, po- are posting uh, stuff that is critical of the government on social media may, might suffer the fate that many people suffered during civil war. And I think that's really inciting violence. And I think Twitter was quite justified to remove the tweet. Mm-hmm. And I think this also exposed some hypocrisy on his on his behalf because in 2015, he released a tweet where he thanked Nigerians for running campaigns on for him on Twitter. And now that because many people are using the same platform to challenge him, he feels like now they have to do something about it because now the odds are kind of against him because he is receiving critical uh, scrutiny on these social media platforms. Mm, lovely. And how would you say uh, Nigerian influencers, given that, that they have um, kind of the lead position in terms of the community that is exposed to Twitter, how have Nigerian influencers used their voices to support this hashtag and shed light on what's happening in Nigeria? I think the the the, the the support in, in, I mean, the response by Nigerians has been mixed because remember that Nigeria is kind of, uh, it's divided according to two regions. There's yes. the South, there's the North. In the North, I think anything that the president says goes because he comes from that region and they believe he's been looking after their interests very well. Mm. And with that group, there's some element of religious fundamentalism in which political dissent has been looked at in negative forms. Uh, but people from the South are kind of supportive. I saw one one uh, uh, governor of mm. Oyo State saying that uh, the the government, the federal government, has to consider lifting the ban because many people, many young Nigerians are quite making... They are making their livelihood through Twitter. So once when they busy shutting down Twitter, they have to think that majority of people depend on social media for their income. Mm. And that is going to have serious economic impact if Nigeria proceeds with I mean regulating social media in a most restricting way. Yes. So I think lastly, we now need to focus on the man on the ground. Uh, what have Nigerians uh, been saying on Twitter to kind of further this movement? Um, those who aren't influencers, those who are just um, users of the platform. I think they, they see this as 
some form of autocracy and they feel the government is trying to take free speech away. Mm. And and I think that's true because there's no point in in regulating social media because I think Twitter and Facebook have been doing quite well in Africa in terms of removing uh, content that can incite violence, whether it's religious or political. And But since maybe Nigerians are kind of becoming politically mature and critical of his government, he feels like he needs to do something about it. And the main issue is that he's catering the freedom the freedom of expression of many people in Nigeria, and that's a, a violation of human rights, and that's why they are standing up against the government. And most critically, I think they are just worried that uh, he has used social media in the past for his benefit, and now he should allow people to use the same social media platforms to deal with his political career. Wow. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for your time, uh, Dr. Meki. Uh, you really have um, broken down each hashtag and hopefully we are now more aware of what's going on in and around our continent. Thanks for having me. Um, it is 19 after 4 a.m. If you've just joined us, a beautiful morning to you and yours. This is Sound Awake. We're going to be delving into the wellness corner uh, and Yvette is going to be walking us through that but for now uh, let's tune into Baba Amal with this one titled African Woman <laughs> 